joining us once again at Unnerved, a horror movie podcast. Welcome if you're new here. Christy and I cover a horror movie every other week and then we just talk about it. Yes, and we're, <laughs> we, we've been doing themes. So yeah. we pick a theme and then we each pick one of that theme. Yes. So we picked some psychos. So my pick is this week. Yep. And I picked Psycho from 1960. Ex- Expanding your yes, your horror classic knowledge. Well, it's one I have heard about for a long time. So, little fun fact, fun fact. When I was younger, me and my siblings were super into this acapella parody group called Moose Butter. Don't know if you've ever heard of them, but they used to take um, really, really famous like musical numbers and then do a parody of something about it. So, like. Psycho, for example, it was um, Phantom of the Opera, one of the Phantom of the Opera songs. Do, 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 that one. I can't okay. think of the name of that right now, but they covered it with the, um, like, music of the music, night. Thank you. Music of the night with the, basically the plot and some of the stuff from Psycho. So it's like Norman Bates, he was such a loner, something like it, like it's a whole thing. Anyway, so if you ever want to look that up, maybe I'll include that in our like uh, Facebook post about this. But so I've known about Psycho for a really long time, um, but I've never actually watched it. It's a classic. And Kristen and I also went ahead and we read the book for this one. Yes, because I own the book. Oh, that's I have the first. Good. I have the first two books. There's a third book. I haven't read the second one. It's on my TBR. I kind of wish they would have left it at one. It's a very, like, There's two more movies as well. Yes. But I don't think those movies follow the book. Now, the book is Psycho by Robert Bloch, I think is how you pronounce his last name. B-L-O-C-H. Blech. 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 And both the book and this movie are heavily based on the serial killer, Ed Gein. We're coming back to our good oh Eddie boy. Uh, we should really... Wisconsin. Yeah, so he's Wisconsin. You know more about him probably than I yeah, do. Yeah, so we covered a lot of his interior design aesthetic over when we did the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, mm-hmm, the original mm-hmm, one. Mm-hmm. Um, so that movie pulled heavily of his aesthetic. So, like making some, like, nice facial women's masks, as well as using bones for your, like, decoration everywhere. Yes. And, like, Gaston with yes. his antlers everywhere. Mm-hmm. Ed Gein had is bones. It, is Silence of the Lambs also based off of Ed Gein? Yes. Yeah, okay. So the uh, Buffalo Bill is heavily based off of Ed Gein because okay. of his need to be woman. Mm-hmm. Um, but in this, in, in Psycho, we do get a little cross-dressing, but it's because of the mommy issues. Yeah, he has major mommy so, issues. So, Ed Gein had a lot of mommy issues. Mom was very psychologically abusive to her boys. She always wanted a daughter, never got a daughter. Ed is the youngest of the two. Mm-hmm. And he had a very love-hate relationship with his mother. And mom kind of hated all women. Mom was very domineering. Mom thought every woman was a harlot mm-hmm, 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 and a mm-hmm, hoe. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You definitely get that in this story. Yes. Um. Did Did Ed Gein kill his brother? I think so, but speculation. It is not confirmed in the court of law. But you know, wildfire yeah. happened. Ed said he lost him and went directly there with the police. He's like, "Here's oh. his body." Yeah. Yeah. So, it could have started as an accident, but Ed was just like, you and I don't see eye to eye with mom, I'm gonna be like, 
just, I'm just gonna push let you it off ha- cliff. like let it happen. Yeah. Um. So yes, that is that is the inspiration that Norman Bates and his mother mm-hmm. pull from is the dynamic, the love hate relationship, mom overbearing. Yeah. Yeah. Anything that, and also like. Uh, Norman Bates's reading material is mm-hmm. based off of the Ed Gein because Ed Gein was very into the macabre and everything like that and mm-hmm. like occult. Occult. Yes. Yeah. If you want like a good deep dive on Ed Gein, uh, Last Podcast on the Left has a very good series on Ed Gein as well as the book Deviant by Harold Schechter. Did you want? Did you read that? Listen yes. to it. I have it on an audiobook. Okay. Because it was cheap. I mean, you li- you listen to audiobooks, so I figured. I be. yeah, I listen to like a lot of my true crime books on audio book just because like I can plow through them faster than yeah. me trying to physically read them at home. I feel like it's a little less like intrusive sometimes too. Like reading bit. is very anything from Harold Schechter I would recommend, but Deviant is the one based on Ed Gein. Okay, and, and that's like on the left. We love that. I mean, and they pull a lot of information from Harold Schechter's Deviant. So if you want a serious portrayal of that book, listen to the audiobook. Mm-hmm. If you want something with a little bit of, like, comedy to break up the gruesome and, like, a little bit more detail than yeah, yeah what's in yeah. the book or anything like that, go check out the last podcast on the left. Yeah. Anyways, so now let's dive into it. Kelly, hit us with that chaos. Yeah, yeah. So our star of the show, Anthony Perkins, is Norman Bates. Mm-hmm. I mean, spoiler, he is your psycho. Yeah. I mean, it's not... If you don't know that by now. <laughs> if you don't know. Uh, Janet Lee is Marion Crane, or Mary. Um, she is whose mom again? Jamie Lee Curtis. That's what I thought. Mother. Uh, Vera Miles is Leela Crane. That is the sister of Mary. John Gavin is Sam Loomis, the fiancé. Fiancé. Uh, Martin Balsam is private investigator Milton Arbogast. John McIntyre is Deputy Sheriff Al Chambers. Um, I don't really think we need anyone else besides that. And this is Alfred Hitchcock. Yes. This is his first horror movie. Is it really? Yes. He's only got, like, three, but he's known for more, like, thrillery movies than just, like, straight horror. Yes. So... This and, like, The Birds and one other are, are his horror Why can't staples. we think of that third one? I can one? never think of the third Let one. Let me just look. You can look for it. Um, also, the, uh, a very good narration of the audiobook is actually on YouTube for free. Oh! So if anybody wanted to listen to the audiobook as well, it's for free on YouTube. And the guy who does it is actually phenomenal. Um, he does a lot of good voices, and I... He sounded really familiar. Like, I want to say he's on the No Sleep podcast. Mm, mm. Like, and he just recorded this way before. And that's my guess. But his voice sounded real familiar and I just couldn't place it. So don't take my word that he's from the No Sleep podcast. But he sounded (laughs) like one of the guys from the No Sleep podcast. Uh, That's all I'm going to say. Well, Kelly's looking. Yeah, it's not... Come on, dude. Like, just He's got a... so many movies. Okay. I'm uh, sure we'd find it eventually. Awards and honors. I don't care. <laughs> Did you just look up Alfred Hitchcock horror movies? Yeah. <laughs> it was not a good idea. No. You're no, going to get all of his stuff. He, had, he did a lot. He did a lot. He's done a lot. I just thought, oh, he directed six movies. Uh, six, six horror movies. One is Frenzy. So it's Frenzy, Kaleidoscope. 
Kaleidoscope was probably the one I was thinking of. The Bird Psycho. Rear Window. I think I heard of that. Rear Window I don't consider a horror movie, though. I love Rear Window. That's like a thriller, though. That's a murder mystery. Okay. Strangers on a Train. That's considered mystery as well. Those ones. Those are his. So, So, I think you're right. Kaleidoscope. Um, Because also, Frenzy is actually considered twisted mystery as well. Yeah, so... But there's a serial killer in it, so I don't know. His stuff kind of balances between, like, mystery, thriller, and horror. Yeah. I mean, during that time frame, I feel like that makes sense. Yeah. Anyways, we're going to dive into the plot now. Yeah, I'm ready. Let's let's do this. So, we get the first look at Marion Crane and her befriend, Sam Loomis. Oh, so scandalous. They're seeing each other in a skeezy hotel for the afternoon on a lunch break. A very long lunch break. So in this, it's important to note that she is in white underwear to give the idea that she's angelic. It is now question based off of what we're seeing here. Like, 2023 me says they just done the dirty. They just done the dirty because she's in the, she's in her bra and her underwear. He's not wearing a shirt. But 1960s, would this have just been seen as them, like, hardcore making out, or... No, I think they did it. They did the do- they did the deed, okay. Yeah. Because in the book, that's not the way it is. No, in the book, it doesn't go straight to that. It, like, genuinely starts off with her... I don't think they have. In the book, it starts with Norman Bates reading and having a mm-hmm. discussion with Mommy Dearest, and yes. then Miriam showing up. And then it cuts to how she got there. Yeah. So, she, or Mary, in the book she's Mary. In the yeah. Day she's Marion. The reason why they changed the name was because there were too many actual women named Mary Crane in really? Arizona and California that they just wanted to change it so that it's no one thought it was like real. A real or, true story. Or okay. Yeah. So, no, they were trying not to be intrusive of other women. That's fair. Yay. 1960s applause for that you know no kidding um so yeah they did the thing and she's like i want to get married and he's like well i still have debts to pay off Mm -hmm. we can't get married yet Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and she's like well how about sometime you come and visit and me and my sister and you will will boil steaks yes they did say that i was like excuse me no, 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 no. You don't boil sous vide was not a thing. I don't know what the <laughs> fuck you're talking about. So she's like, okay, I gotta go to work. I'll see you sometime. In the book, it's he has debts. In the movie, it's he has debts and an ex-wife. Yeah, he doesn't have an ex-wife in the We book. didn't need that. We didn't need the ex-wife. I don't know why they included that. It was a little strange. Maybe to think that he was a heartthrob of some kind. I didn't. I, I don't no. know. I don't know. I don't like it. It made him seem more skeezy, like less yeah. reliable. Maybe they thought perhaps it was supposed to be like a red did herring, he like kill he's her? supposed to yeah, be. Yeah, I don't know. It could. It could have. Yeah. Um. So she returns to work, mm-hmm. and her boss is working with a client, and the client is like real sleazy and gross, sexist. He's gross. He he wants to get in her pants, into her skirt. Tries to pay her to do so. Yeah, and he drops $40,000 worth of cash on her desk to I- invest in buying a home 
straight up for his daughter's wedding present. Now, 40000 in today's money is like 400000 Yeah, it, it's a shit ton of money. Yeah. And she's like, holy shit. And Boss Man's like, take this to the bank now. Yeah, and she's like, after I take it to the bank and I just go home, I have a migraine. Mm-hmm. So, he's like, oh, yeah, sure, okay. Guess where she doesn't go? The bank. The bank. So, she runs home with said money in a giant fucking envelope. Yeah, in her purse. In her purse. And now she's packing. Mm -hmm. She's pretty much stealing the money and running. And in this scene, she is now in black underwear. Interesting. Uh, to, because she has now done wrong. She's no longer She went from an innocent person to a guilty person. And And this is... She's doing this, obviously, because Sam Loomis, her fiancé, has talked about his debts. She's desperate to get married to this man. And I mean, like, in the book... They've only known each other for, like, not even a year. And not even a year, and in the book, they had met on a cruise. Like, she had, like, essentially got one a cruise or something. I can't remember. So they met on a cruise, they fell in love, and then they had seen each other once other time. Yeah, and they're in different cities. Like, he's in California, and she's, she's in Arizona yeah, in this. It's, like, it's a long-distance relationship in the 60s, which would be incredibly difficult. I don't... That would be insane. I don't even I think about shoot it. Well, and I wouldn't go that far. She She's miserable, and she wants to be married, and she wants to be married now, and she's tired of Sam pushing it. And, like, in the books, it's not just, like... I have debts. It's, I literally don't have a home. I sleep in the back of a warehouse. I sleep in the back of my warehouse that my dad used to run, and mm-hmm. because of, he died and left me with all the debts, this is the only thing I know how to do. And I don't, especially in the 60s, he's like, I cannot provide for you, and that's huge in that time frame. Yeah. So I don't think this is unreasonable for him to be like, I am, we can't yet. In the book, he had a whole plan. He's like, five years. Mm-hmm. And he had gotten through almost half of it in a year. Yeah, so he was probably, she probably had another year, maybe two to wait, if things were to continue to progress the way that Girl they impatient. Yeah, and I was just like, if you know he's the one, I understand the long distance is really hard, but could she potentially even, like, move to his area or a little closer work somewhere there instead, and then they could at least see each other? Yeah. I don't know. It's just, the whole thing is odd. Yeah. So she packs up in a hurry, and she gets on the road. Now, as she's on the road, she gets real tired, and she pulls over, and she falls asleep. She also, on her way out of town, stops at a stoplight and sees her boss. Yeah? Who's like, what? What? What are you doing? (laughs) Girl. You're supposed to be at home with a migraine. You a migraine? And you're in a different outfit? And you were supposed to go to the bank? And you look cute? Like, girls, it's like looking done up like yeah sketchy girl so she makes it further and she falls asleep on the side of the road mm-hmm. and the cop wakes her up he's like hey what are you doing and she does not play innocent well she feels the guilt immediately she thinks yeah. that he knows yeah. that she has the stolen money yes and he's like, she's like, I just pulled over to take a nap, and it took longer than I thought. So, my nap turned into a sleep. So, if you'll excuse me, I'll be on my way. And he doesn't know anything about the money. No. He, but she's acting suspicious now. Yeah, she's acting very, very suspicious. She should have been like, oh my yeah. gosh, I'm so sorry, so, officer. Like, he turns off on a different exit following her. Mm-hmm. So, she continues on, but she 
trades in her car for mm-hmm. a new car. Yes. Newer car. And she loses money in that. She does another change, at least in the book. In the book, she changes, like, two more times or something She like changes that. twice okay. in the book. I think in the movie, she only does it once. Probably. But the, the police officer sees her doing it. Yes. And... I don't remember. I don't think a cop pulled her over or anything in no, the book. No, but he... No. Um, so that was like a she, little added spice for the movie. Yeah, in the movie it's a cop, but in the book she's just like, ha- she has this grand plan. She's like, I'm just going to keep ditching cars mm-hmm. till I get to California. And then we're going to sort it out. I'm going to get married immediately, change mm-hmm. my name so they cannot, like, link me to over there. So they're not going to yep. find Mary Crane here. They're going to find Mary Loomis. Mm-hmm. I'll be married. They're not going to know it's me. And it's going to be fine. It's the dumbest plan ever. It's not bright. Mm-mm. And she's using different names when she makes transactions with the car and when she eventually finds the hotel that she's going to stay at. Right. She changes her name. Yes. And so she does... Me- it's raining heavy. She's been driving long Non-stop. time. Like 18 hours, I think. Something ridiculous. Yeah. And she rightfully is getting really tired. So And it's a downpour. Yeah. It's getting hard to see. So with she, her shit windshield wipers. Yes. So she decides she's going to pull off to the road. Her reasoning, too, is like, Sam would be, like, confused if I showed up and I was disheveled and looked bad. And, I mean, yeah. But also, if he loves you, he shouldn't care. But that's okay. But at the same time, wouldn't you... Okay. The person that you barely met mm-hmm. shows up at your door at midnight. It would be weird. From be a different weird. state in a different car than you presume she has because you just saw her at the hotel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'd be sketchy. Sketch city. Yeah, very suspicious. So when she pulls off at the motel, because she also wasn't using the new highway. No. She missed the she new missed highway. She missed the turn. So only reason why she was able to see it. So she pulls in. Norman comes down, checks her in, Mm -hmm. shows her the nice room, gives her the rundown, and then he's like, she's like, is there any food? And she's like, he's like, literally in this Fairville, the the city that she's on her way to, which Mm -hmm. is like 20 minutes away. In the downpour. In the downpour. And she's like, oh, that's okay. But he offers her, like, sandwiches. It's very sweet. It's very sweet. A sandwich and milk Mm -hmm. for dinner. Better than nothing when you've Better been Better than nothing, yeah. So she accepts, and she has a long discussion with him. They talk about his hobbies of taxidermy and reading. Mm-hmm. Um, how he is there with his mom. Mm-hmm. Mom and him take care of the hotel and everything like that. Mom is sick. Uh, he was unable to, like, go out and, like, do things for himself because yeah, loneliness he felt and... sorry for mom felt mm-hmm. guilty for the things that happened between him and his mom like prevented her from getting remarried and things of that nature mm-hmm. and he's like well now i owe her because she's not feeling well it's my responsibility as her son to take care of her when she's it's very noble getting old yeah and marion is kind of more of a mo- and she's just like you sh- shouldn't beat yourself up you should literally go out and experience your life. And she's like, that seems a little, like, crazy and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Or And asks, like, what about, like, an institution? And he, he goes off, she's like, my mother's not crazy, so why would I get her locked up? I... We all go a little mad sometimes. That's the line that happens here. Yeah. I think... 
It was a bit presumptuous of her to say that. Right. There's a different way to phrase it. She also didn't say, and I mean, knowing what those places were like in the 1960s. Yeah. That would be quite a thing to say. Yeah. It's not well, like saying, like, hey, maybe she's in the 60s, where else do you put your elderly? Where do you put your old people? Yeah, but I mean, even to say, like, in a, he bas- she basically said, go throw her in an asylum. That's rough. Yeah. That is, knowing what those were like, that's rough. Yeah. I get why he would be mad. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's overstepping. Yeah, a little bit. (laughs) Especially for a stranger. If, like, you're a friend and you're like, look, I'm really concerned for you, I think you should do that. Like, Mary and slash Marion doesn't know Norman Bates. No, you just met this man. I do think in the book and in the movie, she's painted out to be a bit, unlikable so it's easier to accept what happens yeah i was never a fan of her i didn't like her either either media i think i like disliked her more in the book like i she really didn't she was just not it for me in the book the movie was i didn't like her but i didn't hate her i hated her more in the book. and i hated her more in the movie they're interesting Hmm. so uh she does apologize and he kind of like shrugs it off, they talk about taxidermy again, and walks her to her room, Mm -hmm. and she, after having that conversation, she realizes, she's like, you know what, I'm gonna go back home Mm -hmm. with the money, I'm gonna deposit it, and first thing in the morning on Monday, no one's gonna, no one needs to know that I had this momentary lapse of, like, stealing money and everything Insanity, essentially. Right. She's like, I can figure it out, I'll just show up to work on Monday like nothing happened. Mm-hmm. Which, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that kind of fixes the problem. No it, harm, no foul. I mean, she did lose $700 on the car. Which, in the book, she made, like, almost all that back when mm-hmm. she flipped the car again. Yeah, so... So, she, in the book, she's even. So, if you were to assume that the movie kind of... Follows the, that. Follows and that. it does. It does she, a good job. She would flip it again to... And she'd be okay. Yeah. And, uh, so she's like, okay, I got a plan. I'm gonna take a nice hot shower, mm-hmm. go to bed. She checks her, herself in the mirror, and, but, while she's doing that, well, well good old Norman. Yeah. He, he has yeah, a peephole. Yeah, peeping Tom. Yeah. So he is spying on her a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and she takes a shower, but he's drinking, and he blacks out. Yeah. Um, so he's, he's presumably blacked out. She's in the shower, humming along and whatnot. Mom is fucking angry that a woman was in her home talking to her baby boy. What a harlot. What a hoe. So mom's going to go take care of that. So mom goes and does the shower scene, the mm-hmm. infamous shower scene. The ring, ring, ring. And with the Hershey syrup down the drain. Yeah, that. It's not Hershey syrup, but it is. is it? It's chocolate syrup. Yeah, yeah. But it's yeah, not yeah, that yeah, brand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a different brand. Um. And, yeah, she, uh, she didn't get Scott within, right away. Which, back then, people thought that that was going to be the main main character. The final girl equivalent. Yes. To make it all the way. They didn't have the final girl yet in the 60s. That was 80s. So, my thing, in the book, you even told me this, she gets decapitated in the book. In the book, she gets decapitated. It's a little rough. Yeah. A little more messy. A little too gruesome for the 60s. Yeah, that you really Nowadays, don't see anything. Nowadays, you would definitely do that decapitation scene. Oh, yeah. 100%. 100%. 
and I would be here for it. Um, have they ever remade this movie? I don't think so. Don't quote me on that. But also, why would you want to? Well, and that's what I'm saying. It doesn't need it. But no. you know how people is. Yeah. Yeah, I do. I'm, I'll be Harry mad. Harry Potter's being remade. That's too soon. <laughs> like, just remember that. Like, we just had it. Daniel Radcliffe is still a baby boy to me. Will forever be baby boy in He's Harry Potter. He's older than you. <laughs> <laughs> He's like two years older than me. Yeah, he's older than me. But, like, he's still alive and in his 30s. Like... Yeah. Yeah. I'll be mad when they start to try and, like, remake Lord of the Rings. They should not touch those. Leave them alone. You know they're gonna. I never watched the Rings of Power. Me neither. Anyway, sorry. We're very off track now. (laughs) So, Norman wakes up and he's like, the shower's still going. But I've been out for a long time. There's no way that this woman takes three-hour showers type of a deal. (laughs) Bet. (laughs) I take only ten minutes. Thirty if I'm doing an everything shower. Oh, yeah. I know what you said. Yeah, I'm... But that's thirty minutes. You pruny. You... You get dehydrated quick. Yeah, yeah, man. Three hours. So he's like, like swimming. You'd have to. Something's swim. wrong, and he bursts into that hotel room. She did. She did. She on the floor. Blood everywhere. At least mom did it in the shower, where most of the blood made it, it went in down the tub. The drain. And it's easy cleanup. It is. So Norman takes. And care it's of tiling. Business. You don't have to worry about the carpet. Oh yeah, they're fine. Oh yeah, easy peasy. Yeah. Uh, Norman takes care of business. He. Wraps up her body, takes her belongings, including the $40,000 that he does not know that she has. Yeah, she wrapped it up in a newspaper and put it on the nightstand. He Mm -hmm. grabs all of her belongings, puts her and her other belongings and the money in the trunk of the car, Mm -hmm. cleans up, all nice and sparkly clean, makes sure, like, the... Everything is back in order, like, the picture frame that fell off the wall is back on the wall. And then, in the book, he finds an earring, not the pair, though throws the earring into his pocket. Yeah, he couldn't point. find the the second earring. Yeah. Which, in the book, it's behind the tub, which I'm assuming they have a tub that's not connected to the wall type Yeah, of situation. like with feet. It's got a little tub, tub feet. Tub feet. Tub feet. Um, but in, the, in this, it's something else that they find later mm-hmm. that is like, this is her handwriting and stuff. And yeah, whatever. So, yeah, he takes the car, drives it out into the middle of the wilderness that's in the back of the hotel, mm-hmm. and he it sinks in the, like, little swampy lake quicksand moment, and it sinks all the way down. Okay. Like, we get concerned when the top of it just... It just, pauses for a second. It pauses, and he's like, how do I get it? And then it just starts sinking again. He's like, oh, okay. We're good. We're good. We're good. We're good. Um, and he's like, okay, easy peasy. Yeah, I think in the book he rationalizes. He's like, well, if they find out what mom did, they'll take and lock mom away, and I can't have them do that. She's ill. She didn't mean any harm. She's just an old lady. She's just an old lady. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm, a week later, mm-hmm. Marion's sister arrives in Fairville to go yeah. and talk to Sam. Yeah, and basically it's like, where the f- Frick is my sister, you but Sam doesn't recognize that that's the sister. In the book, he in does the not. book, so he smooches all over her, thinking yeah. that she's Mary, and he's like, "Wait a minute, you're not Mary." And she's like, "Um, no, I'm her sister." Yeah, and I'm looking for her. Is she the fucking here? Like, I 
really love Sam Lewis's monologue, like, internal monologues in the book, because he's like, H -h did I really even know her? I'm like, asking the right I like Sam questions. better in the book Same. than the movie. I would say yes, agree. Also, Sam ain't that hot in the movie. Norman Bates is more attraction in the movie. There are instances where, like, the camera angle, <laughs> like, hits Sam, where his eyebrows disappear. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. like, my brother, where are your brows? <laughs> But, like, it's just the shadow. The yeah. shadow blends in with his eyebrows. Now, this is in black and white. Now, that was for budget purposes, not because they didn't have black and white in the 60s. They did. It was for being inexpensive. Yeah. Because they only got, like, a little bit of money to produce this movie. Honestly, it works really, really well for what this is. Yeah. And that, like, also helps with the blood. lessen the gore, mm -hmm. be creative with the blood. Yep. So, like I said, we use, they use chocolate syrup, syrup on camera. You can't tell that that's, like, chocolate or brown chocolate. instead of red. Like, yeah. there's no way. No. It works. Yeah. So, yeah, sister shows up and she's like, where the fuck is my sister? And he's like, um, I have no fucking idea. She's clearly not here. She hasn't responded to the last letter I sent last mm -hmm. Friday. And then Private Investigator Arbogast shows up. Now, he's a shady-looking character. He is, but he actually turns out to be a decent dude. In the book, when I read it, I pictured him as, like, a Wild West, like, <laughs> dude. Hi, my name is Arbogast. <laughs> and I'm be looking here for this young lady who dang disappeared on us and stolen all the money. Is he walking <laughs> with his legs too far apart? Like, I, not so much like that. I just picture him with like like a cow like a yeah. big hat just just tilted down. Big old mustache. Not so much like the mustache like scruffy. Okay, okay. Scruffy okay. with and he's just like, like a shady dude. Yeah, he's. I just he picture him more shady. wild. He's a little shady, but he is genuinely trying to help them find her. Yeah, and they haven't gone to the police, which is important because she stole forty thousand dollars. And he's a private investigator. Yeah, for the working company. for the bank mm -hmm. that she stole the money from. So they're hoping to find her, have the whole mishap completely cleared up, and not press charges on her. Right, because she's worked there a long time. Yeah, so they're like, like ten years or probably just a lapse of judgment crazy women ha ha you know nowadays i would never fly no no you can't just walk away with forty thousand dollars you could find five dollars on the street and get prosecuted for that <laughs> shit <laughs> but um yeah tell me i'm wrong <laughs> so but anyway he's he was has been looking in the area at nearby hotels and trying to trace her and has some information but really thought sam was kind of the end point and he's not no. So we gotta go back to the drawing board. Yeah, so he's like, give me like 24 hours, let me investigate all the motels in the area, mm -hmm. and I'll get back to you. So Sam and the sister are like, okay, we're gonna hang out at my warehouse, like, my warehouse, mm -hmm. and just kind of hold out. You have 24 hours, and then we'll go to, we're gonna go to the police. Mm -hmm. We don't hear from you, we're gonna go to the police so that we can because this expedite is a finding her. Because Yes, and we cannot point. find her. Mm -hmm. So... Next day, it, like a little bit before the time's up, he calls from the Bates Motel, mm -hmm. which is where Marion checked in. Yeah. He's like, hey, I think I got a lead. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, I mm -hmm. can't talk real quick, but give me like a couple, like another hour or two, and I'll be right there. I'm talking to the people in question right now. But I, I think I got a lead. Yeah, he basically says, I talked to Norman. His, something seems a little off. I want to talk to his mother. 
Yes. Because like I found I saw a her signature. Yeah. I saw the signature. It matches her notes to you. Mm-hmm. The writing. So she used a different last name. And yeah, saw mom in the window. We got a chitty chat. We got a chit chat with the mama. And Norman is looking a little suspicious. He, I'm, I'm so mad because he could have played this off so well. He just flubs it. He does, but in the book, he learns his lesson from flubbing it the first time. He does and a he good job. Makes a very concrete. This, these are the events that I know. This is what happened. I'm not so, going to go outside of this. This is what I'm going to stick yeah, to. Not, don't give more details. Mm-hmm. This, these are the facts. Move on. Don't draw any attention to anything else. Which, good. Well. For a serial killer. Good. 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 Um, and when Arbacast spins around to see Mother coming down the stairs, Mother dang stabs him. Mm-hmm. Mama's not happy about him. Arbogast be dead now. Yeah. So now Norman's got to clean up that mess and also does the same spiel. Puts him in the car, yep, take the, the car to thing. the swamp, drop the... Yep. So now that car is meet, meeting up with Miriam's car. Yeah, and at this point, um, obviously Arbogast hasn't returned, so Sam and Lila have decided they need to go to the sheriff. Yes, and like the sheriff at his house, mm-hmm. and still the, in his robe, in his pajamas, in his slippers. In the book, <laughs> they catch him on his way out of church. Yeah, 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 and and they do that again. The next day, because he's like, yeah. he calls, he's like, Norman's mother's been dead for 20 years, I was a pallbearer, I helped put her in the I ground. I know what I'm talking about. Right, so he calls up Norman, and he's like, yeah, no, no, like, he was here, and then he left, blah, He blah. went to, in the book, it's to Chicago, because that's the new yeah. little spiel that Norman came up with. Yeah. So he's like, well, your guy's gone. Mm-hmm. Your girl's gone? I, I can't help you. Let me go to bed. So next day, they're like, please, just go and just check in on Norman, mm-hmm. see if he knows anything else about Arbogast, and he does, but he kind of half-asses it. He's like, Norman wouldn't hurt a fly type of deal. Yeah, he's not convinced Norman could do any harm. No, but he does go, ask some questions, looks around, mm-hmm. finds nothing, but like mm-hmm. I said, it's like a, like, glance. He's he just scanning he's the room. He's doing it to check a box and not to actually investigate anything. Correct. And he's like, okay, it's fine. Whatever. But sister and Sam are not pleased with that not like scenario. Mm-hmm. So they're like, we're going to go. We're going to make a plan. We're going to pretend to be a married couple. We're mm-hmm. going to check in. We're going to get into that room. And we're also going to try and talk to the mom because they... That was the last time they talked. Investigate, because if Norman's mother's dead and mm-hmm. Arbogast said he saw a woman in the window, the, is it Marion? Yeah, is it Marion? Right. Like, is she being held against her will? Is she chosen to just stay there? Mm-hmm. Like, what's going on? So they make it there. They check in, acting like a married couple. In the book, they manage to get the same room. Mm-hmm. In the movie, they get a different room. They make sure they're not followed, but they manage to get into Marion's room. Either way, Norman knows that they're not who they say they are. Yes. So he's kind of keeping an eye on them. However, he feels so confident yes. that he got away, like his mother got away with it, that he he's in the clear. There's yeah. no way that they could find anything. I, right. I went through the whole thing. Now in the book, like we said, they find the earring behind the tub, the missing yeah. earring. But in the movie, they find her like ripped up. 
piece of paper. They yeah. It could have also been like I think it was also an earring. Maybe a speck of blood somewhere. I don't remember if it, it was, was an earring. earring on the it speck was. of blood. I think yeah, but it with had an earring with a speck, speck of, of blood. blood. Yeah. <laughs> um so they find that and like a note that had like forty thousand scribbled on it and like torn. Yes. And they're like Marion was here. Yeah, she had the forty thousand, she's here, handwriting, earring, problem. So they And now they think Dorman at this point is guilty, he might have taken the money. Right. Because the motel's not doing well, because it's not on the main no. highway anymore. So Sam is going to go distract Norman. Yeah. While Sister's going to go check out the house. Yeah. So Sam's checking in on Norman and, and distracting him, talking about taxidermy and mm-hmm. all this and all that. And she makes it to the house, and she gets into the main bedrooms. Yeah. And she sees a little boy's bed. Mm-hmm. She sees a child's a gr- bedroom. Yes. She sees an adult man's bedroom. Mm-hmm. And she sees mother's bedroom. Which has an indentation on the bed, like someone has been laying there for quite some time. Yes. And recently. hmm Now, there was a scene earlier where uh, Norman had taken mother to the fruit cellar. So that's yes. where she currently is. He is concerned that she... In the book, he's concerned she's going to attack somebody else. Like, he's Or be like, found or seen. Yes, or seen. It's it's for as much for others' protection, quote-unquote, as it is for, like, his and his mom's. Yeah. So she's kind of inspecting the rest of the house. Mm-hmm. And Norman makes it back to the house. He gets away from Sam, makes it to the house. Mm-hmm. She hides well enough while he goes upstairs. Yes. She goes down into the basement area. Mm-hmm. She finds, she finds Mama Dearest. a secret door behind a, like, rug. Mm-hmm. And, yes, she finds Mom. Who is dead. Who's very dead. Very, very dead. Very far in the decomposition. Like, no eyes. Very sunken mm-hmm. in. Very shriveled gray. Oh, she been dead. She been dead a while. She beef jerky now. She beef jerky and he's dressing up that beef jerky, you know? And he comes running down the stairs and he is in full mom attire and his psyche is mother. And he's also got a knife in his hand. He ready to slash. Yes, but Sam and I want to say, like, the the police, the the sheriff shows up. The sheriff comes and follows them because he... I don't remember exactly, but he, he was I suspicious. think Sam called him. Mm-hmm. He's like, hey, we got something. Come to the like, In the, the book, base. it was the sheriff didn't... There was something that wasn't piecing together, and he figured they would go and check it out, so he went to go and get him. Yeah. So, they make it down. They manage to stop Norman, who's dressed as mom, mm-hmm. and who's, like, laughing like mom. Mm-hmm. They get him checked into a place to... Psychiatric yeah. ward. So, Sam and a the therapist talk to him. And they deduce that he's got three personalities mm-hmm. currently in him. There's the little boy version of him. Yeah. His current adult state of him and mother. And the reason part of this happened was his mom had died because he had killed his mother out of rage, jealousy. And, and the and the, the man he was uncle seeing. Uncle Joe Considine, I think, was the hot, hot the uncle on campus. Dirt. Yeah, he, he, that, that guy, Joe had convinced his mother to buy the motel. Yes, and he wanted to marry her. Yes, and it is said in the book that Norman may have walked in on the two doing the, the hanky-panky. The nasty. <laughs> Dish, meaty, smut. 
Ooh, yeah. The humana humana humana. The horizontal bop. <laughs> you know, change them sheets. <laughs> so, Housekeeping. Yikes. So, um, he, it, like, shattered his psyche, and he ended up poisoning both of them with strychnine, I believe. Yep. And, and I think arsenic was involved. Yeah. It, 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 he poisoned them. A lot of po- different poisons in a batch. And, and he wrote the suicide note as mother, mm-hmm. and it just... Then became him. Yeah, he couldn't cope with the fact that, one, he killed her, and two, he lived without her. Because he, mom was dominating mm-hmm. in that relationship to begin with. So then he was the child, whenever mom needed to take care of him, he was also a child Norman. And then adult Norman was the one that was taking care of the motel and doing the things that a normal adult Like what would he do. normally would be. Yes. So, uh, we, we also find out that Mother is now taken over. She is the predominant mm-hmm. psyche that's forward. And she gets a blanket and she's like, Norman wouldn't hurt a fly type of deal. Mm-hmm. So she's playing innocent and thinking and setting up that Norman psyche is the only bad one in the brain. Mm-hmm. So she's playing off. I'm good. Mother would have heard a fly. You know, Norman did all that stuff. I'm Mm -hmm. not Norman. I'm Mother. So there is a fly in her hand in the end of the movie, and she won't even hurt a fly. She won't slap it or shoot it away. And they do retrieve the cars from the swamp. Mm -hmm. Confirm the murders. In the book, they do get to return the money. I don't know how that would have ever survived in reality, but that's okay. I mean, maybe the trunk is sealed enough. I don't know how... I don't know. I don't know how tightly sealed them trunks are back in the day. But also in the book, it was in the glove compartment. Yes. Which also... A trunk, I mean, think about it. When it rains, you don't get stuff in your trunk. So, I don't know. So maybe the trunk was Maybe it was actually fine. Yeah. But yes, they do retrieve it. Mary is confirmed dead. Um, Sad for Sam and Lila and Norman Bates slash Mama Bates is now in a hospital. Yeah. End of movie. Yeah. End of movie. So, you want to quick do the taglines? Yeah, taglines are, um, and I don't know how many, this is just all the ones that are listed here on IMDb, but the picture you must see from the beginning, or not at all, for no one will be seated after the start of Alfred Hitchcock's Greatest Shocker Psycho. It's probably like a newer one. An Alfred Hitchcock masterpiece, the essential, the essential Alfred Hitchcock. Uh, yeah. A lot of them are like, Alfred Hitchcock. Don't give away the ending. It's the only one we have. Yeah, there's not very... It's not good. I mean, they didn't really focus on taglines back then, I suppose. Very true. A lot of them look like they're like taglines of a re-release. Okay. I got some super fun facts, you know. As we do, mm-hmm. so, uh, since I, I I did all the fun facts this this week. Okay. Uh, since Kelly lost power. Yeah, it had power <laughs> out for a day. It never seems to go out for just an hour where I live. It's no. like last time it was. Or three, anywhere. It was three days last year. Well, do you remember like we lost internet for three days? Yeah. Here, I mean that was Spectrum. We ditched Spectrum. Not sure. a sponsor, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so our kill count were two on-screen deaths. Yeah. Yep. I mean, you could go up to, like, four or six with all the other people that were mentioned, but two on-screen. Mm-hmm. 
like we said, this was based on Ed Gein and his obsession with his mother. Yep. Um, Alfred Hitchcock loved the score so much that he doubled the composer's salary. Oh! I love that! Yeah. And originally the shower scene was supposed to have no music, but once he heard the screeching violins, he's like, that's it, we gotta use it. And those, that noise was also the inspiration for what would be the soundtrack to Jaws. Okay. In the And in that's a very iconic soundtrack from Psycho. And yep. Jaws. And Jaws. Um, so they did end up using that for the scene, and it unnerved a lot of people, and it did its job. Hell yeah. Um... So the cast and crew from the beginning all had to raise their right hands and promise not to divulge any of the story. Um, and even without the ending um, part of the script until they needed to shoot it. Mm-hmm. Now, also the book came out only a year before the movie. That's pretty quick. Yeah, so book was 59, movie was the 60s. It was 60, mm-hmm. 1960, yeah, the death. Um... Alfred Hitchcock did receive angry letters uh, from a father of a girl who wa- who refused to take a like a bath from the movie Diabolic from 1955, but now refused to take a shower because of this movie, and he's like, just send her to the dry cleaners. <laughs> Carl, that girl has problems. She Girl's got help. trauma. So Anthony Perkins and Janet Lee said that they did not mind being stereotyped forever because of this movie, Mm -hmm. they said in interviews that they would rather be stereotyped and remembered forever rather than forgotten. That's an interesting line. Right? I was like, whoa. Okay. I mean, if you think about it back then, like, how many actresses and actors do we fully remember? Not a lot. Even from iconic stuff. Like, yeah, we got, like, Debbie Reynolds and Angela Lansbury. Bing Bing Crosby. Yeah. Gene Kelly. But they... They have so much on there. Yeah. And continue to act into the 2000s. So, like... Yeah. The generations knew them long enough. I only know them from this movie. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, fun. Vincent Price. Yeah. Uh, Alfred Hitchcock bought the rights to for, of the novel for $9,000. That's it. Yep. And he bought out as many copies of the novel as he possibly could to keep the ending a secret. I really like that. So, another reason why probably not a lot of people knew the ending going into mm-hmm. seeing the movie. Uh, let's see. Do I? I already mentioned about her underwear. <laughs> uh, they also like thrifted all of her outfits so that oh, I love it that. felt more like a realistic viewpoint of how a woman goes through instead of a tailored costume. Okay. So all of her outfits were thrifted so that it matched. Matched. What she would have worn if she was real. On a day-to-day basis, mm-hmm. as if it was a real Person. incident. Mm-hmm. Uh, Paramount Pictures gave him a very low budget, thinking that it was never going to work, that it was distasteful and everything. And they all, they told Alfred Hitchcock, you can pretty much take as much from the like box office as you want, because they thought this movie was good. So, like, you pretty much get all the... You get the proceedings, because it's not going to do well enough for us right. to care. Right. And then he made a fucking fortune. Good. Yeah. Um, so they shot, like, the water stream coming down on the camera, but they had, like, a cone, so the water would go away from the camera and not get the camera wet. Okay, love that, love that. We love that, you know, just a little fun. Black and white because of inexpense. Mm -hmm. Uh, it was, all the music is 
made entirely of stringed instruments. Okay. Which I didn't fully recognize until, like, looking back. I'm like, oh. Hey, right. You right. Um, Janet Lee was not bothered by filming the shower scene. In fact, she was actually profoundly moved by it. Oh, interesting. And she later remarked how she never realized how vulnerable a woman could be in the shower. Uh, yeah. So. You ever see a spider in there? Because. I had a centipede crawl on me while I was in the shower once. I would have never showered again. I lost it, and then I found it in my towel (gasps) when I was done. Oh my god. I was home alone. I didn't have my baby boy Gandalf yet. Yeah. I would too. I didn't have my baby boy Gandalf, my cat, yet. So he could not eat the centipede for me. Would it, I just would have not been able to. I managed to, like, to find God. it in the tub after I got dressed and I dropped a shoe on it. And then Did I it wa- Yeah, and then I washed it away and it was fine. But for the rest of her life, she took baths. Janet Lee. So she was a little like, I'm just going to lay here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She did get threatening letters after the movie's release. Why? Detail, like, people were detailing what they would like to do to her character. And it was very grotesque, and she passed it on to the FBI, and a lot of the culprits were discovered. Oh, good. Um, and she was not, she said to notify them again if she ever received any more letters, which I don't think she did. Um, and it was Bosco chocolate syrup. Instead of blood. And because it, it showed up better on camera, I guess. Okay. As, as you do, and Janet Lee did get an Oscar nomination for this role. It's a good movie. I also have a few reviews. Yeah. Four stars from and someone saying biggest twist of all time. Norman Bates is hot. Literally us. We were like, that jawline, though. We thought he was very attractive. We said some very inappropriate words that shall not be repeated on this podcast. No. But, like, we were like, oh, spicy. He, he, yeah, he's a good-looking guy. And then a five-star review saying, if someone offers you milk with dinner like it's an acceptable beverage, you can automatically assume that they're mentally ill. Oh. How many times do you get offered milk for dinner? Well, none, but I'm lactose intolerant. I know, but, like, <laughs> offered. Never. Did I tell you? I gotta tell you a story real quick. Okay. So, um, at my wedding, almost two months ago now. I know. Apparently, my uncle really wanted milk. He was... Which, which uncle? My mom's brother. Okay. So, he... I didn't know if it was the uncle that's a fan of the show. No, not that one. Uncle's... Uncle Sean. I got to meet him. He was he's great. I love him. Um no, this is a different uncle, but he apparently he was mad because we didn't have milk available at the wedding. So he left our wedding and went to the nearby gas station to buy milk. And I just wish I could have been a fly on the wall to see a man dressed in a full suit walk into my gas station and the only thing he buys is milk. Boy needs some milk. <laughs> so yeah. Anyway, <laughs> do we need to worry about him now? Like I don't know. Boy needs some milk. Anyways, let's grade this shit. Yeah. So uh, Christy and I have five questions. We uh, grade on a scale of one to ten for possible score fifty each. One hundred total. It's our way of ranking our movies. First question: Was it a good horror movie? Eight. 
eight. I really like this movie. It's well written. It's a classic, and it's totally. Cla- I can understand why they that it. The did pacing's so well. good. It holds up, which is impressive. Yeah, almost uh, like sixty. What sixty three years later? No, no, man, not sixty. More than that. No, sixty three. Sixty three. Yeah. Yeah, sixty three. I did my math. I think <laughs> that's right. Um, how was the acting? Five. I gave it a nine. It's good, but I always have a little bit of trouble with the overacting of that time frame. Like, I don't love Lila, and I don't love Marion. It's also just the time frame. Yeah. That's why I still gave it a nine. That's fair. Because I score based on the era. As yes. if we saw it in the 60s. Mm-hmm. Special effects? Six. Seven. Okay. I mean, can't, can't go wrong with chocolate. No, it can't go wrong with chocolate. It's just, I don't know, there's just not a whole lot going on. No, but what they did, they did well. Yes. Um, compelling story, interesting twists. Eight. Ten. Like it. I was compelled. <laughs> the power of Christ compels you. Wrong movie. <laughs> Character development and writing. Six. Eight. I give this a total of 33. 42, which gives us a 75, which is going in between Ready or Not and Hellraiser. Yeah, it's a pretty good ranking. Pretty good, pretty good. Can't complain. What do we have next, Christy? So now we're covering my cycle mm-hmm. next, which is American Psycho from 2000. Now, this movie is very polarizing. We already have watched it. I can't wait to talk about it in more detail. I have a lot to say about this movie. I love, hate this movie, mostly because I like the soundtrack. The soundtrack is good. Can't go wrong with that soundtrack. And I like the acting and I like the premise. But we'll deep dive on more... Next Next episode. So, uh, if you want to join in the conversation, give us ideas on themes, what movies we should cover, if you Mm -hmm. want to tell us how great we're doing, you know, because we are, I think, at least, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. you can follow us on Facebook, good lord, I almost blanked on all social medias for a minute, on Facebook at Unnerved Over Our Movie Podcast, Mm -hmm. we have a group over there, on Twitter at Unnerved, you can DM us our stuff over there because sometimes if you tag us it just kind of gets lost because people mm-hmm. just use a unnerved as like i'm unnerved not oh not us oh yeah oh so we get tagged and stuff that has nothing to do with us That's sometimes. Awkward. <laughs> a little bit but it's fine but yeah you could dm us over there we'll see it uh if you like our artwork as much as we do go check out my sister danny at danny draws dragons over on instagram and listen to our episode on annihilation and she guest hosts with us yeah and if you want to see anything spooky related by me, because I'm getting ready for that haunt season, spooky, already spooky, doing spooky. some makeup looks this year. Yeah, fire, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> I did a fire demon recently. It's really good. I Were only you had... wearing a wig? I was. I thought so. I was like, that's not her hair color. But it, like, it slaps. <laughs> I wanted to try a wig. So I had gotten a black wig and had, like, the molten going up into the hairline and everything like that. It looked really good. I tried my best, and I tried to get my teeth in, but my teeth aren't molding to my my teeth properly, so I gotta keep working on that. And I can't get those damn contacts in. Eventually. You will eventually. But if you want to go check out what I do and see what we do for haunt season, because I work at a haunted house, um... My Instagram is also linked in the description below. It's at Lilith underscore Hilltopple. Like I said, everything we just listed mm-hmm. in the comments below. You can find us pretty easy. Yeah. So, um, and we'll see you guys again in two weeks for our next Psycho American Psycho. Bye! Bye.